real quick before we dive into this episode of the podcast. Be sure to grab your free PDF copies of my latest books at frugal.show forward slash free. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Frugalpreneur Podcast. I am your host, Sarah St. John, and my guest today only works four months of the year, and he's going to tell us how. Welcome to the show, Dan Morris. Hello, hello. Can you give us a little bit of your background? Let me just add a little disclaimer. We do have a real Edward Tuller, so there is not a day that goes by where I am not working. Four months is the goal, and it's what we've been doing, but mostly because we sort of had to decide to homeschool for COVID. So mm-hmm. we thought, all right, well, this is how we're going to make it. But anyway, that's my disclaimer and teaser for what's coming. Background-wise, I am actually a meter. Grandfather was General Patton's security guard in World War II. Father was in charge of the first Gulf War logistics for the Air Force. My brother was in charge of the Star Wars program, the Reagan created, building satellites that shot down missiles. He just retired. And my daughter in law was the first graduate from Tennessee to join the Space Force. So we're a military family over here. Um, but in our household, all we have are stories of other people who had. We're just fighting each other. But yeah, so I was a military brat, and uh, which meant I grew up, learned to become a professional new kid, moved around. I learned how to meet people, how to talk to people, how to learn how to adapt in different situations. That was my upbringing, and for the most part, after graduating high school, I continued to move there a few years, to just because it was part of my blood. Now I'm in that weird, awkward place where I'm divorced and not allowed to move until the kids graduate. So I'm making the best of the situation. By watching The Amazing Race as much as possible. <laughs> it's like traveling, but you don't really travel. But otherwise, for about, um, since 2008, I think, 2008 was uh, the big recession, if you remember. It was a pretty big recession. I was, at the time, I had finished eight years as a commercial real estate developer. I, was, I built Walgreens pharmacies around. But one day, Walgreens called me and said, I usually build 140 stores a year. This year, we're going to build eight because hmm. the recession hit. So we've changed course. So that, that was the day. It was like October of 2008. That was the day I realized, all right, well, this career is over. Moving on something else. And that something else was my parents were already dabbling on the internet. My mom was a computer programmer, helped there in Y2K. And they sort of got interested in meet me, see what I could do online. So in 2008, I got on Twitter, actually became the number one most famous Twitter user in Tennessee for a while on all these little different charts that they had until, you know, the one day when country music found on Twitter and then, you know, I was not on the chart anymore. It was over. <laughs> it took over millions of followers all of a sudden. About a year into using Twitter, I had a, a lunch meet with somebody else that I'd actually met on Twitter, social media world. And she illuminated how social media works for me in three minutes. And prior to her, and I didn't, I didn't even know I didn't get it. But she just said, you know, when you're a business owner online, it's kind of like a bicycle wheel. Your business is the hub of the wheel. And then you have all these social media problems out there, interacting with different people, all driving traffic back to the hub. So you can get an account on Twitter, you talk about stuff, you become friends with people, tweet out things that would be helpful, 
you write a blog post on your blog and you tweet those out and those people can come to your website from social media. Those are as basic and rudimentary as, as it gets really. But it just everything clicked at that moment. I was like, I get it. I don't need to just be on Twitter to be on Twitter. There's got to be a reason. I have to go. I, gotta, I need to do something. I need to create. So like everyone else, that didn't happen. I had floundered for a while. Now I had clients. I did SEO consulting. We had this big group. I spoke at conferences. We had an ebook. I made some sales. I felt like I was in totally in love with the medium of making money online. But I wasn't, for some reason, I wasn't 100% in line with what I needed to be to actually make it work. And not only that, it seemed like every few months I got clarity. Like, oh, I get it. I know what I'm going to do. And then a few months later, I would get clarity. But it was in a slightly different direction. So I wasn't ever really building something, like one thing. But then I would see other people, like Ruth Sukup, who has this blogging. It's all she had. Like She would talk about that thing at the time. I would be starting this, starting that, and working on this, and speaking at conferences at Ruth, and just doing stuff. And it just seemed so warranted. I had to do one thing, but she did that one thing very well. And then because it was doing well, it gave her an opportunity to maybe hire a consultant to think about doing hats. Moreover, she had some money tested and she made some money on it. And when she made money on her hands, she realized, ooh, I could spend more money. And since as long as the ads are profitable, she could really drive traffic to this one thing. And since she wasn't working on 97 other things, whatever she had extra time, she could go make that one. And to me, it still seemed like just the one thing seems like you got to do lots of stuff on one. But eventually, I guess maturity at some point sets in and you realize, I actually need to focus on something. I need to be the best. Everybody's good at a little. Everybody's doing a little thing. But when we want questions answered, we want the person who's the best at the thing. People will ask, you know, an SEO guy, like somebody who's very good at SEO, not just somebody who does it and does 98 other things. They want to talk to somebody who's really good at that thing. And right now, I personally am looking for an email guy who knows about the DKIM and all this behind-the-scenes stuff that you do to prevent your email from going into the spam box. Like, I need to find an expert who knows how to set up the website and email marketing company so they all touch, they talk, and they tell the ISP that you're legitimate, you're like, Somebody knows all that stuff. I need to find that. And so we just decided I just need to become an expert or something. And then that thing that fell into our lap, I don't think we even decided. I think it sort of fell into our lap and decided that I'm more than I think that's how everything happens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's kind of funny because your story sounds somewhat similar to mine because it was 2008. I had had six different jobs that year throughout the course of the year. Decided I, working for someone else wasn't going to work for me. And I tried a bunch of different things online. And so I had my foot and kind of, I don't know. I mean, at one point, probably not at the same time, 30 different things. But over the course of, I finally found my thing, which is podcasting. But it took over a decade to get there. But yeah, so it's interesting to hear your story about how you were kind of involved in different ways of making money online. When you say that it landed in your lap, are you talking about your blogging concentrated.com? It wasn't, but. Okay. What were you referring to? But I think that's probably a good place to start. Okay. So during when I was trying to figure out 
what to do. I met Rachel Greenmark, who runs FindingJoy.me. Who's not my wife, but before she was just this <laughs> I met her at a conference with lots of other people because I was speaking, because I was doing the speaking circuit all places. Well, I learned enough to be able to teach what I knew. So I t- taught that into different places. But what I didn't realize was there's no point in just talking at conferences, becoming known in conferences, those big bills. But that's what I did for. So I met Rachel. And then when I got home, I was sifting through business car, going to check out the site and you know, meeting, so maybe they would be a consulting company. And I got to Rachel's site, and I was like, whoa, this is the real deal. She's got a blog with like 300,000 fans. And that's not 8,000. I mean, that's like a big one. So I said to her, no, I was like, I think I treated you just like everybody else. And I, I didn't realize that you, like, you had built an empire of your own. So we started chatting a little bit, and I told her, that I was going to go to Denver to put on my own conference because I've been doing all these conferences. And I thought, you know what? I should do my own. And I knew this pocket of bloggers in Denver, even though I lived in Michigan. And I thought, I should start where it's easy, where the pocket is that, that would automatically buy a ticket. So I told her I was going to go out there and she said, I have to go to Denver to meet this book publishing. I said, well, if you come, I'll go with you to your book publishing meeting. So it's not as awkward as just sitting there with a bunch of book books. And you could come help me with mom. And then at the end of that day, she told me, you can't do this on your own. I was busy every second of that day while you were talking. There's so much you have to do for an event. And I was like, oh, really? Well, I just needed to like open the door and talk. She's like, are you kidding? I was in social media and handling lunch and catering and answering questions and really all these other things. From that moment, we ended up doing, I think, 110 workshops around the world, blood and country. 14 of them were in New Zealand. We had two tours. So let me just say, through the corners, we only paid for a venue once in all of our time. In fact, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Here's the hack. You can make a lot of money if you don't have an ego. So this is what we figured out. If I were to find a mover and shaker in a particular town, a real estate guy, insurance guy, some guy with the BN group or whatever those networking groups, if I could find somebody to con- and convince them that I would put on a workshop for their audience, if they could just find like a venue, you know, they know like the Lions Club people, they know this business over here has got conference room. You know, they got, they know stuff. They know the library, which has this big conference area and they could get free and lit there. So anyway, we found movers and shakers in different towns. And sometimes that was like Twitter. I called Twitter and I said, what would you think if I brought a bunch of bloggers to San Francisco for the day? If we used your conference facility and then you came in and spoke about Twitter at lunchtime, could we do that? They were like, yeah, that sounds good to us. And then I did it Constant Contact and AWeber. Like all of these companies I worked, they called up and said, hey, can we workshop? And they all had, you know, all the ones that, well, not all of them. Some of them said they didn't have a facility. But the ones that did, they were like, yeah, come on in. And I said, yeah, you can talk at lunch. You can talk about the company, wherever you do. You can, you know, pay things, you know, where. And so for each of these places, it would be that person's conference. Come to my eight-hour workshop. I'm bringing Dan and Rachel from the United States in. They're going to teach digital marketing. 
And then they would be this more powerful, prominent person in town because they're bringing out of town guests to do their own workshop. And we would have all those people come to our website and buy the ticket. And then we would, you know, we would run the whole thing. But our name wasn't really anywhere. His name was, you know, their names were all over it. And for us, it was a chance to get in front of a bunch of people and uh, make money. And we could pick a place we wanted to go to pick New Zealand and then figure out, all right, how do we sell enough tickets to be able to afford the trip to make money? You know, and then in that case, New Zealand, we ended up doing seven cities twice. You know, we didn't end up making enough money. So we needed multiple places. And in one of those, we mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk. People didn't know who that was. And to me, that was so strange because I was thinking, isn't Facebook and the internet like the great equalizer, especially in our world? So we came home and we were like, how, we should put on an event where we introduce the experts we met abroad to our audience and then our experts here to their audience so we can mix and match all the stuff that in your individual Facebook groups, it's a little ancestral ideas. People are talking about the same plug we have you know, the same questions, but we could really shake it up if we introduce people who didn't know each other existed. And so in 2014, this is what fell on our lap. We decided to do this one event, which we call BC Stack, because at the time we were blogging concentrated. But since then, we've called it business courses. And we, it was like a product summit is really what it is. Instead of a regular summit, where you just show up on Tuesday night and you get to hear three speakers and show up on Wednesday night and get three more. This is all the products come at you. So we have, we have 65 experts in the digital marketing world. You know, from email marketing, video, how to get your podcast on Alexa, you know, all these different things that we need to do. And each one of them brings their best product to the team. And then we put them together in the stack. And then the way everybody wins in our mind was all of the experts would walk away with a new audience because all those people would sign up to get product. And then all of the people who bought the product would end up with 65 new courses that they didn't have. And then the money we would give to anyone who promoted, like the affiliates, in order to convince them to promote more so that more people get the products and the contributors get their lists. Well, like, this is a win, win, win. And so in 2014, we started that. And now it's 2022 and we're in year eight. And that one is live this week, I think, June 13th to the 19th. Yeah, and you also have the podcasters kit as well, which last year I had my book in there. When is it going to be for 2022? I think it's the second week of October. Oh, okay, because I'll have an, a new book and probably a course by then, so I could maybe contribute that. So yeah, about, three, I guess, three years ago, we decided to add seconds, and I decided podcasting because Rachel and I had an Amplified Today podcast, and now I have Tracy Path podcast. And I'm a director at Podcasts Magazine. And I thought a whole lot of my world is podcast related. It wouldn't be very stretched for me at all to work on just something podcast. And so we are every, every year now we have, uh, we have BC Stack in June and we have uh, the Podcasters Kid in October. And both of those take about two months of work. So it's four months of work. And there's some money right now that I, we're not struggling, but makes enough money that we don't have to, we have to do a lot of stuff, which is by design because we're homeschooled, you know, amongst other things. And then Rachel's son money comes in from blog because she's homeschooled. So actually for the very first time in our relationship, 
June, we'll be in the same house without schooling where we can actually work and start to get more stuff done. Up until now, it's been old school and the two stacks. So, wow. So, so like the June one, so you start working on that in April, I guess. And then for the October, you start working on that one in August. Yep. And then last year we had 10,000 saves. So <laughs> 12. And then the podcast just kids, it's more like three. We're in the third year. It's kind of small. So I'm hoping it's four. It's four. It's my, that's my goal. Although my wife tells me I need to dream big. 30,000. Okay, I'll dream up. But in the meantime, I'm going to work on four. Right. You'll gradually get there. So I'm curious, like, if someone is interested in creating a business model like this, not in your space, but say they have a particular topic and they know a bunch of people on that topic and want to. So we do this for people. We do it for a spam teacher, speakinglatino.com. We do it for front porch. And we do it for Rachel's site, which is motherhood. It works in any, any niche. And what's great is, well, you're actually doing a favor for all the people that are in it, helping them book lists out that it creates a way for you to meet all the people in the world. And then you can also connect people in your work, which gives you a new role. Like, hey, these two, you get to do something. So yeah, I'm working some any niche that I can think of. And I'm actually thinking about, we have a really small resveratrol blog that I started years ago. I'm thinking about doing it in the resveratrol healthy wine world as well. So basically, as I understand it, the way it works is you gather up several people within a niche, they contribute something for free that maybe they would normally charge for. They have to normally charge. Okay. Otherwise, Otherwise it's pointless. <laughs> people will say, I could have got this. I made that mistake the first year. Okay. So yeah, something that they charge for, they're giving away for free, but no. the advantage to them is that it's going to grow their list because everyone that buys this stack will then now be on their email list or well it's even better than that. it's not everyone because if you're a, a podcast and there's a podcast 101 product in the kit if you're gonna get all of the podcast people who want to start a podcast, out of the ten thousand people that have raised their hand and said i'm interested in podcasts and then they've forked over 50 bucks that says i'm more interested and willing to put my money behind and then they get into the room with all the frogs and they actually go pick yours and not that one because your product is exactly suited to what they want. You know, it's kind of like when you go to the saddle bar, I don't put beets on my No chance. Or cottage cheese. No chance. <laughs> but I will put garbanzo beets and blue cheese. I know that those are perfect things for me. So when you think about it that way, when all these people get into the room more target market, the ones who are really your target market are going to come directly to you because they have all these choices, but yours is the one that screams to them. So you really do a great fit because if somebody's sitting on their, on their couch in Oklahoma, first they have to read a headline on email that says podcasting. Then they have to read an email that says, hey, we got this, you know, bunch of products together, come look at the sales page. Then they have to go to the sales page, they have to read the sales page, see the buy button, use the buy button, get to the download page, and then decide to get on your list. 
That's a pretty good list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It it grew mine when I was on the podcaster's kit. And so then the way that you make money is basically you really don't have, I guess, any... I mean, you have your hosting costs for your website and portal and all that stuff, but you don't really have any expenses, I guess, because people are giving you this stuff for free. You make money from, you know, 50 bucks or whatever per person to buy this stack. No, no, no. That's actually a myth. How exciting is that? (laughs) So 50% of the price goes to the affiliate. Hmm. Like, I mean, we do a little marketing our own, but really it's affiliates. Mm-hmm. You just find affiliates. And then 10% goes to the affiliates who brought them to the table. So maybe they bought the product from someone else. So 10% will go to that someone else. And then the other 40%, we give about $30,000 worth of cash bonuses to incentivize to sell even more. But the way that we make money is that we, as an upsell, we pre-sell the next year's for $27. So uh, we make some of that. And then the ninja method is a lot of these people have affiliate programs. So we turn the link to their free product into an affiliate link. And then when those people buy stuff from our contributors all year long, I get checks in PayPal every single month, all year. So we're trying to get it to the point where we make three or $4,000 a month just from affiliate sales, you know, from five years ago, even people are still buying stuff from those people that were a lifetime employed for. So we make money. Wow. That's like this all this whole thing is is a genius way for someone to start an online business for hardly any money. Although we pay six hundred dollars in hosting fees a month. Oh, per month. Four hundred and fifty people marketing things, and then you have some consultants. But yeah, once you get your email gets to a certain size, it's it's expensive. And even Google Analytics, once you get so much traffic, you should hate Google. It's not free anymore. And say, well, if you want it free, we can give you your analytics like a week later. Findyjoy.net, you know, sometimes two two hundred thousand people a day. So Ooh. that kind of traffic becomes an expensive shit. So. There's lots of expenses as you grow, I will say that, but just don't go away. The 600 for for the website hosting? Yeah, we have several sites and some of them, one of them, well, Rachel said, because the traffic is crazy, you have to pay extra to scale. She could get 500,000 people. <laughs> and most hosts, your site will just shut. Oh, I see. You no, know, host gator. You know, we've used quite a few sites, but MomWebs, we use that for some sites, which we like. They're scalable. But yeah, in, in, in terms of, you know, when you get traffic, it ends up costing. So for people who have never purchased a stack, as a purchaser, the way it works is you get all these courses, ebooks, whatever, for one fee. And then you log in, you have a dashboard and it has, you have access. You don't have to take them all, read them all, but you have access to all of them. So it's saving you like, hundreds if not thousands of dollars than if you were to purchase these things individually i love that the consolidation so there's actually a couple of other benefits okay the first one is the envelope is that you said you save money on all these courses but there's a different side that i think people a lot of people don't think, and that is the learning curve 
for an online business is pretty learning all of the different things. One of the things that slows us down is our not knowing what to get next, not knowing what we need. And then the cost associated with getting those things. And then once we even know that we need to learn, figuring out which one to get, all of those moments of indecision, they compound. What happens is because you don't know what you're doing, you end up posting another time on Facebook. You end up doing another blog putting out another podcast. But not because you're strategically doing it because you know that's what you need to do. You're doing it because... So with Podcasters Kit or Lisa Stack, if we're going to give you a, a serious number of tools that you can use. And if you actually use them, then it will create new questions and new strategies that you didn't have before because now you have information instead of just not knowing where to go next. And you're going to get things you didn't even know that you need. You're going to learn things that you wouldn't have asked in the first place. Do it, watch the thing, and, and then learn how to apply those lessons to your business. I mean, you can grow much, much quicker than if you sit in this moment of, I know I need to be doing more. I know I need the site to grow, but I don't exactly know what that is. So that's the second thing. And the third is we give our 10 $500 business plans to buyers. So once everybody's purchased, we have a little job form, basically tell us why you bought the stack and when you plan to do business. And then we pick out 10 people of giving them $500 business plan so they can go away, do more things with the business. So that'll be another benefit of the stack. And then the third is, if you promote it, you can actually make one, which is the whole idea in the first place, which is why you know, why do you do this? But if it's, you have an audience that can do work or people who are learning to build a business online, or social media managers, because stack is something that could help them as well. And then you walk home with some money, even if you bought it, make yourself some money too. So there's many advantages to for buyers. Whether you bought it or you contributed to it or yeah you can use an affiliate link to promote it and make because i made some money at promoting the podcaster stack as well in addition to growing my email list because of people in order for someone to so basically it's a dashboard has all the products courses books whatever but each one you have to go into each one and so you're not automatic like say you purchase the stack you're not automatically on everybody's email list you have to actually go in you're not on anybody's list until you right. decide this is where I want because most of them are courses. They're not like a PDF ebook. So, you know, for a course, you have to go to their website and you have to register or somebody give you the coupon code to mm-hmm. make it zero. That's kind of, but then there are other things like tickets to a lot of events. You have to register for a lot of events and all that kind of stuff. And we make sure you don't pay a while. And so, yeah, all, all of those things. Plus, we have a Facebook group where after the stack is over, June 19th, then I have our go. We do an academy, like a workshop. So we go through every single product that's in it. So we have questions. There's a thread where you can ask questions live. You can and put ask questions after. And we encourage you if you already have a bunch of courses, one part, and you're like, I don't need more courses. Is is get the stack. And then on the day that we're going to do like email marketing workshop based on email marketing for bring up your other old courses that you already have. Read through them all once and then use the workshop to ask questions about all of them so that you could finally put those in Berkeley. Take the notes that you need, do what you need, 
get those out of your guilt pile. Like, oh, I can't believe I didn't do that. Get it all done at once and keep going. So for someone who's interested in starting a business like this, what are the beginning steps that you would recommend? I mean, obviously, I guess making connections with people that would be in the niche that you're going to start the stack on. So if we started from scratch, I recommend one thing, and that is to create a universe spreadsheet. And so this is what I do. So I want you to go to Amazon, want you to find every author in your niche, top people. Want you to go to YouTube, who are the top people? Want you to go to Facebook, who are the top people? Want you to Google, Google every keyword in your niche and start making columns. These are all of the people in our world. Let me tell you, Oprah Winfrey knows Tom Cruise because they're the top of the world of that, that area. So if the top people do not know who you are, that means you are not one of them. In order to get to that spot, you just need to know them. But you can't know them unless you have it written down who they are. And you don't know. Like you could look at your bookcase, see what books are, like write down the authors and then go find them. Go find the website, find the contact form, find email address, find everything you can. I would say our spreadsheet is 13,000 lines deep. Mm-hmm. And we have A through double Z, however many columns there is. And each column is a different thing that I keep track of. Like if you're a speaker at Tony Robbins' event, I keep track of every single speaker. Here they were in Because the moment that I want to reach out to that person, remember, this is my business. So I, if I'm not good at what I do, then what would I do? If I want to reach out to Tony Robbins, I would like to be able to say, I saw that you spoke here about this topic. I'm interested. You know, I'm interested in hearing more about that. I think our audience would like. But it, for me, it also makes me realize there are some people out there who are just everywhere. So those people are actually cross lists because I want our stack to be neat. I would want to have one person who's on every single podcast and you can hear them no matter where you go. Every blog post, every, everybody's talking to them. So I keep track of that as well. That way I don't create a product where everyone goes, oh yeah, I already have that product. And learned it. I, I know it, not me. So create the universe spreadsheet. Know everyone in your world. If you don't know everyone in your world already, are you really in? Or you just have like a little niche blog. Like you should, you should know all the conferences. You should know all summits. We use TalkWalker. You can use Google Alerts if you want. But I have all of our keywords in TalkWalker. And every day I get an email that says Digital Marketing Conference. And here's a link to somebody mentioned it. So I can go see, oh, there's another conference. Who put them on? Who are the speakers? And stuff. Adding them to my spreadsheet. Keeping track of the relationship. Keeping track of topics that they teach on. What the website is. What the products are. You just got to start controlling your niche. We started with John Lee Dimas and Joel Kahn. We knew them. I knew that if we spoke to them, they would probably be. And then I knew if I could get them in, I could get somebody else in. So definitely go with the biggest dog that you can find. Even if that person is small, the person knows another small person. Say, hey, your friend Tracy is going to be in our forest this month. We were wondering if you would be interested. I saw that is each other. I would like to talk to you about it. Here's what we do. Now you've got two. Tracy and Donna are going to be in our forest. You know, Donna runs this site, Tracy runs this site. I see that you run a really insight and like to know if you're interested. You work your way. But try to find the biggest name that you can find that you can get and you know your warm audience. So LinkedIn will tell you, uh, Facebook will tell you, common friends. So you can work your way in. But once you do one, 
Then you have an example you can show is last year or last month or however you want to do it. Um, it gets much easier for that, but you definitely have to hustle. And totally be fine with no's. Don't sweat the narrows. They don't know you. You've done before. You can always come back and get bigger. And you've got your whole thing kind of honed in. You can, you can come back. But just figure out how many people does it take to get 20 yeses. Does it take 100? When you have 100, fine. And you got to talk to 100 people. But just be fine with that fact. I mean, people are busy. People don't know who you are necessarily. You caught them at the wrong time. The pet just died. You have no idea. So just try to let the nose roll off. And then there will be a point in time when you don't have any nose. You're fielding people asking you if they can meet. And that does happen. It comes a day when you're like, wow, I had more inquiries this year than I, than I needed. Like, I could fill it all without asking anyone. So just keep, keep that in mind. But, but you definitely have to hustle. Wow. Well, I appreciate you sharing all this information. It's been very interesting and helpful and a frugal way for someone to get started with an online business if they don't have one already. So I was going to say, so, so speaking of frugal, let's keep <laughs> it into the frugal part. Yeah. If you want to start this business, it, it does take hustle. But other than hustle, you need a web page, which you could get at Wix. I'm not a huge fan of that, but you could get one. You need an affiliate tracking software. I don't know already that's free, but that's okay. It's something's, something's getting fit. And then, like, if you're going to start with Subway furniture, besides needing $257,000, you still actually have to buy something to toast the bread. Like, no matter how cheap you want to get. So you do need to pay for some affiliate software. And you want it to work, so paying is probably good. You know, there's, we use Amonger, which is a Russian company. And it's making me nervous right now because I don't exactly know what we're going to ship on there at some point. Like, I don't really want to put them in you know, click funnels, a member, a and wish list member, just look for membership software. And, and there's plenty of plugins that work, which is also free. You'll need a domain name, which is like $9 skilling software. We use Thrive Builder to build the page, but I think that's only like $7.99, but you don't need it. You can just use Wix, I mean, or you can use WordPress to build the sales page. You don't need it. Or the, the PayPal button and the filling software are free. Filling software will enable you to pay everyone. That doesn't cost you anything. You need to hustle. You need to do a lot of work. I don't know where else you actually have to pay. You know, I will say that as you grow, you make money. You'll want to pay for it. So you'll want to have more functions. You'll want a countdown button, which might not be. Maybe some cheap, some free ones, but you might want a special kind. As you grow, obviously, have some money to put into it to make any difference. But I will say, sometimes fancy doesn't increase the conversions. Uh, there's a few things that we've done when we've paid for something, and I'll let's just go back to the real place. <laughs> it comes. So it doesn't, it doesn't cost a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but it does require you to be okay with cold coal. And I didn't know that I was okay with cold. But I'm thinking that maybe going to the military, you can tell me kid all the time. I wouldn't easy. But I will say, just like with Sarah, I can grow your emails. Like I know that with the June event, I can grow it by a lot. So when I cold call, I'm calling you, telling you, I'm going to help build your business. Because one of the things that's hard for all of us is growth. Like you can get an email list, but people unsubscribe. It's not going to stay. The same size forever. If it doesn't grow, you're, it gets small. So um, I give you an opportunity. One week, 
if you're willing to just give, put faith in me for a week and let me have your baby, your best spot, the thing you just love, you would you cannot believe that somebody would get free. Just let me have that for one week, just one shot. You have 51 other weeks where you could sell, right? That week, I would like to use it in the staff. And in exchange, I'm going to grow the business. This is the end. This is what I'm going to try to do. Now, if I'm not very good at explaining it, well, then takes time with cold costs. Kind of like, what to do? How are you going to say it? How are you going to come across and be okay with it? So, and the other thing is when you're small, you don't get a lot of traps. There's a lot that you can mess up on and be invisible at the same time. So, mm-hmm. you know, Tony Robbins and, and the President of the United States and Elon Musk, they don't, they don't have a lot of opportunities to mess up. You know, they mistweet something, they miss something, everyone knows about it. But I mistweet something, you'll never know. I just tweet. No, but I screw up the product one year and I'll give some money back. I'll hold as when you're small, you can make mistakes. You know, they suck. You always pit of your stomach. Sucks, you know, and you get that feeling and feeling wow, this feels a work, but you know, in the end, it's, it's just people you just treat them, treat them kind, everything will find. So, if you're looking for a, a new job, this is a big one. If you're not outgoing, you could be my assistant, <laughs> but it doesn't, it does require a little bit. Yeah, and if you already have a business, an online business, or some kind of podcasting related business, you could contribute your course or ebook or whatever to the stack as well, or software, maybe even. Yep. Um, I love lots of software. Although I will tell you, BC stack is pretty big. Mm. So we've had a few years where it was too big for the mm. software. Or, you know, one year somebody offered to do a logo and I was like, you didn't understand you might get 2000 requests this week, right? Mm. And you're like, no, no, we have plenty of staff. We can handle that. And, you know, like six days later, they're like, whoa. We can't do this. It's way too much. I'm like, I was trying to. <laughs> so I'm a little bit more wary now. We'll be a little bit more. Yeah. We would love to help you introduce. Oh, you know what we did talk about? This is another benefit. Mm. Um, in Facebook, all the time, people are asking, what's the best course for this? Or what's the best course? What if 2,000 more people can answer your course is the one they took? How many more sales could you make next year if that many people are saying your course is the one that they took? Because mm. right now, everybody's saying the same six courses that everybody's taking because that's where they took. So you're not on that list. With the stack, I can get that many people to take your course, and then they can be the ones out there evangelizing for you, who fuck with you, and make more sales. Mm-hmm. So if you look at all the angles, there's not a lot of bouncing. Mm. In my opinion, there's zero guys. You know, everyone's one. Well, awesome. Well, I appreciate it. And people can check out those stacks and learn more at bloggingconcentrated.com. And I'll have show notes also at theseracingjohn.com forward slash Dan Morris. Thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Are you a frugalpreneur looking to connect with like-minded individuals? Join our community on Slack. Connect with fellow listeners Share your thoughts on episodes, engage in meaningful discussions, including money-saving tips and entrepreneurial insights, and help shape the future of the Frugalpreneur podcast. Plus, you can submit your questions in written or audio form to be featured on the show. Let's build a supportive space together. Join us now at frugal.show forward slash slack. See you on the inside.